Do you go to Chipotle? No, ever? No. Okay, when was the last time you had Chipotle? Not really ever. Um, oh, okay. You were never like into it. I was never into it. I'm not really like it's. It's one of those things where like if you've never gotten it, it's kind of hard to 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 dip your foot in. Yeah. It's like you have to build a bowl. I don't know how it works. How do I order online? Like, I probably and Matt really likes Chipotle. I probably would really get into it, but a while ago, I think it was when I was pregnant. Matt got Chipotle, and I was like, well, you know what? I'll just get some chips and guac. Mm-hmm. And the guac they gave me was not good. It was like brown. Mm-hmm. And it was like half of it was brown and there was like fresh on top of it. So it's like very obvious that they started with old guacamole, realized it was brown, and then tried to cover their tracks. And just like when you're pregnant, it's just like it's really oh. when like things like that happen, it's like extra gross. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's like fool me once. Well, I will say, like, I used to really, really, really like Chipotle. And it came it came a point, I think it I think it was 2016. I was having these back problems and it was really weird. I didn't know they were back problems when they first started. But Devin, um, my friend that is a physical therapist, told me that she thinks that I probably have like she was like, It's your back, it's your back. Cause what would happen to me is like it would start with this dull pain in my lower back. But then it would radiate towards the front of me. And so it would be like pain in in my stomach, kind of. And it, it I would feel so uncomfortable and like it would make me throw up sometimes. Yeah. But Devin said the whole time, it's your back, it's your back. Well, turns out it was my back. It was a back spasm. But I guess because of like nerves or something, sometimes the pain can radiate to the front of you. But one day when I was having a back spasm, I ordered a Chipotle bowl. And, like, the association in my head was, like, nausea and, like, bad. So, like, I never – and I kept trying. Like, sometimes my coworkers at my next job and I would order it. And, like, I just never was, like, that into it. And I don't know. Like, I haven't had it in almost two years, I'm pretty sure. But today, I just saw – I don't know if I saw an ad or something. And I was like, that sounds that sounds really good right now. Like, I always love their chips with, like, the, you know, lime flavoring. I love their corn salsa. I love – you know, the guac when it's not brown is good. And I got Chipotle today. And I'm just like, I don't like it. The chips were like wet with grease, I feel like. But like soggy. And they had so much salt on them. Which I like. I thought I liked salt. No, they were so salty. And it just was not good. So anyway, that's just, you know, what I, what I came here to complain about. Guess what I finally had today? Chickies and Pete's fries. Remember when I was craving them? Oh my God. For those of you that aren't around here, because chicken and Pete's is only kind of local, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. They have? Crab fries are like, they're fries with uh, Old Bay seasoning. And they're crinkle fries, which is like yeah. very important to say. But they're like long and like skinnier crinkle fries. Yeah. And they come with a delectable cheese dip. Yeah, not like just not cheese whiz, like a cheese sauce. And yeah, sauce is right. They're impeccable. I can't believe. Wait, our conversation about kava the other day. I was gonna say before we get into kava, because I do want to talk about it. I will just quickly introduce the show because Brian made me self conscious after last week's episode when he was like, "Wow, fifteen minutes in, you finally introduced yourselves." Um, welcome to Idle Chatter. Uh, I believe his words were, "Drop the idol, leave the chatter." Oh my god, Brian! I'm Laura, and I'm Ashley. Uh, so obviously we're a show about Survivor, but we also 
like to talk. And right now we're talking about fast casual restaurants that we enjoy. And I texted Ashley the other day. We were on the phone and I was like, we have a new favorite fast casual restaurant. I had never been there, but it like somebody had posted like that. It just opened up in my town. And I was like, that sounds good. I'll try it out. It's called Kava. And it is so good. It's like Mediterranean. Like you can get like bowls, salads, wraps. Mine's a brown rice. Like I, I just, I love it. It was just so funny when you were like, we have any fast casual. And in my head, semi recently, I was actually looking where's the closest Kava because there's one in Bridgewater. And I think there was one in like Port Washington, like somewhere like outside of Philly that was like far, like on the other side of Philly, like not close at all. And I was I was looking semi recently, and I just did not expect you to say Kava. And when you did, I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like I was just thinking about Kava the other day, and it's my favorite thing, and it's so good. The lemon herb tahini sauce, which you can buy bottled at Whole Foods, is amazing. I like dipping baby carrots in it as a healthy snack. It's just so good, and you don't feel like shit after you eat it. And I always fall like it's always more than enough food for me. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, I, I would get a greens and grain bowl. And I think I would nice. get the white rice and I would get splendid greens. I think they were called. Um, there was like super greens, splendid greens. Can't remember the difference, but oh my God, it's so good. I like my dream is for one to open up near me. Or come visit. Yeah, I'll come visit. I mean, the one, you know, yours isn't terribly far. So no, definitely. That's another incentive besides your adorable baby, you know, and you to come visit you. Well, do we have any good food moments in this episode? Or, well, the pizza and champagne party. Love that. Also the reward of the second to last immunity where there was steak, vegetables, wine. Yeah. Bread. I, I did like one of my favorite parts was uh, when they're eating the pizza. Jeff was like, people want to know like where we got the pizza and our chef makes it. And they, they even said his name, too, which was like, I don't know. I'm I, I really enjoy like some obviously some of the peel back moments this season have been really cheesy. But like I, I did really I did really enjoy that. Yeah. So going um, behind the scenes info. Yeah, so we're we're here to talk all about the Survivor finale. We are recording this on Sunday, so obviously, like we've had some time to sit with this, and I don't know. Like, I mean, let's just let's just open it up. Like, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good again. Like it always happens to me. Me feeling good about something sometimes is always a little bit jaded by like other people's opinions I know they have and you know it makes me feel like I need to campaign hard for my opinion and and prove it right but I felt good then and I still feel good today and like now I had some time to sit and reflect and look back and have even more reasons to back up why I was happy with the decision yeah I I always feel like not embarrassed but like I don't know like I'm just happy with it and I almost feel like it's it's almost like what's the word I'm looking for like you you sound smarter sometimes when you're critical of something you know what I mean it's like you're not interesting if you're just like I enjoyed that you know what I mean uh but 
I did enjoy it. And I, I just, I don't know, like the, I've said it before, like on this podcast, but like the way I consume content now is for entertainment, not to shit on something. And I mean, I have, I have no problem doing that. And like, yeah, if like, uh, you know, Heather had won, I probably would be like shitting on that. But like, I, I just don't see what the issue what like why people are taking an issue with Erica's win I think she deserved it I think it was well played my favorite part not my favorite part but like my favorite piece of evidence was when she she was talking about the way she played the game and you know she was under the radar but not too under the radar but not not too not playing too hard and somebody from the jury said like that's how I wanted to play the game and then everybody else yeah, Danny and every- all people, you know, like you like look at like the the mighty oak Danny, and then just like tiny little Eric. You know what I mean? Like he like with all his athleticism, and he even said, "I came in just wanting to compete." He's even saying, "You played the game I I wanted to play," and then everybody started saying, "Me too, me too," yeah. and it's like so she succeeded in playing the game that everybody wanted to play, and. I was I was surprised that Xander did not get any votes, especially with like what Nasir said about him. Like I do think Xander played a great game, but it's like what when is it harder to win when you have an idol, when you have an advantage, or when you don't have either of those? Yeah. I mean, really, if we ended up breaking it down, which like maybe later, like each person, you know, who they maybe could have voted for. And just to be clear, it, it was Danny voted for Deshaun, right? Is that who Deshaun's one vote was? Yeah. Do we know that for certain or am I making that up? No, I I I, I mean I assume that. I, I assume too. So let's just say I mean that they were like brothers in the game. So like he gave him his vote. But you have to I don't know, you just have to look at it. I just feel like Erica made such compelling arguments where Xander, you know, some of the things he said like it's very hard to think on your feet and explain everything you did, but I feel like there were times where his responses just were very lackluster and you know just when leanne asked him a question and he was like uh uh and then she's like xander like this is an example of doing that mm-hmm. i just feel like i don't know i saw an article that really like was an aha moment for me which is the reason why viewers at home are so angry besides some other reasons which you know we're not gonna go into but i think you can all guess internalized misogyny racism (laughs) sorry i'll go into them (laughs) but besides that is we're judging the game on the edit that we see so what were the producers doing setting it up so much that we could believe that xander would win what was their aim with that was it the old bait and switch like oh we want to stun them or I, I saw some rumblings on Reddit that they weren't happy with the season 41 winner. They being the powers that be. So the, maybe they wanted to set her up like that. Maybe it's not what they wanted, but they had a lot of choices. It's their fault we didn't see anything Erica did in the first few episodes. She definitely was doing things so much so that just sean and danny wanted to throw a challenge just to vote her out 
Why? If she wasn't dangerous, if she wasn't thinking, if she wasn't playing the game, why would they want to do that? Yeah. So I don't know, like definitely like the edit did set us up to believe that Xander was going to win. But at the same time, it's about showing the jury that if Xander was on on Yasa and he didn't even really closely play with some of the people once they were merged, it's he's the only one that can tell his story. You know, we see him... You know, we saw obviously everyone saw him, you know, with the um, knowledge is power advantage. Like that was a great move, 100%. But I don't even know if Xander knew that he was so at risk on old Yasa that yeah. Eddie and Tiffany wanted to get him out. I don't even know if he knew that. So we at home were watching like Xander's in trouble, Xander's in trouble. But in that time, like looking back on it, we knew he was in trouble, but I don't think he as much knew how much trouble he was in. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able in final tribal to talk about that. And then they really didn't have to go to tribal again after Voce got voted off, right? The four yeah. of them, they never had to go again. So yes, in our minds, as someone that really did like Xander, I was definitely on high alert, worried about him all of those weeks, but then they never had to go again. Yes. I was worried about him a little bit in the beginning of the merge, but after that, it's kind of like the dust settled and he wasn't even in danger anymore to the point where I wasn't even thinking about him that much anymore. To, to that point, um, I, I read on Reddit that Erica is the only, I think like the ninth person ever and the first person since Tony to be on the right side of every vote. And, but, but to the, to your point, like she, her initial tribe, like didn't go to tribal for a really long time. So that kind of like helped. But again, I think it just goes to show like her aptitude. I loved what she said about, you know, when they said like, speak to your social game and you, you know, a lot of us didn't get to know you. And um, uh, I love that she said like, I know myself well enough to know that I'm not the person who's going to be able to make friends with everybody. So I made friends with a few people and I developed like really impactful friendships. And I, I, I'm really glad that like the jury was impartial enough to like, take that into consideration and even though maybe they weren't as close with her still give her game the merit that it deserved uh what did you so and like what did you think about the fire making challenge because i i did really appreciate and i think the jury did too like xander's answer of like well i i was afraid that if i took erica and then she won that would tip her over the fence it didn't matter anyway but i will say I'm glad he, you know, it's good that he said that it did, you know, help him a little bit by explaining his point of view. But in that same breath, I'm pretty sure that's where he said, I didn't see Erica as a big threat at that point. Maybe that's the fallacy in my game. Mm -hmm. Because he kind of just, I don't know, the whole point of Liana was harping about Xander. What was your social awareness? And then Heather chimes in, too, after he says that, Xander, I told you. And I took notes, too. Deshaun said the same thing. Both Deshaun and Heather said Erica. You know, Heather didn't say Deshaun. Deshaun didn't say Heather. They both said Erica. So Xander could have known, but he did not see she he did not think she was a threat. And he misjudged that. And at the end of the day. When people say like, well, why does she deserve to win? My number one answer is always 
because she did win. Um, like she won. So she is the winner. It reminds me a lot of um in Survivor Winners at War when Michelle, I forget who is she talking to, but she's kind of like talking was it Tony? And they're talking she was talking about like how like her win is always called into question and she's always having to defend her win. And people say like she's not one of the best winners. It's kind of like that saying that it's like, what do you call the person who finished last in their class in med school? Doctor. Like, you know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, they won Survivor, so they did something right. And it's it not doesn't like, matter. It's not like not one of those things like where you're watching American Idol and like, you know, someone that's a great singer gets sent home because the people at home like fall in love with the sob story as someone else or people at home like think this guy's cute and he keeps making it American. Wow. What a, what a dated, I, I know that show actually did come out again in the past few recent years. I'm talking about like 2005. Um, but this is the whole point is you need to convince the jury at the end that you deserve to win. And they're the ones that interacted with you and saw how you played. Like, did it like, I think that Ricard saying, I wish all of you had seen some of the stuff Erica did too is helpful because I think a lot of them, Ricard is the biggest threat in the game. And I think, and he also has a close friendship with Xander. If he thought Xander was the best, he 100% would have said that. Well, so this is what my mom was trying to say. She was like, I read that the reason Xander didn't win is because Ricard badmouthed him to the jury because he was bitter that Xander didn't take him. And it's like, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like if even let's pretend that's true, which like I don't really see Ricard bashing Xander as much as I see him campaigning for Erica. But even if he was, then that is on Xander for sending that person to the jury with that taste in their mouth. Like he shouldn't have dangled that idol in front of him, maybe perhaps. Also, I took some notes about that when I was watching where Ricard what was that? I just threw my phone off of the desk oh my god huh in in a fit of passion yeah um something I took notes on too like I I re-watched again today because I wanted to like really have like a more critical lens of like building a case Erica versus Xander and like Deshaun like I count Deshaun out just because you know he did get a vote from Danny but I feel like even if his closest alliance members didn't vote for him it wasn't really worth because Xander who was okay at least heather had or at least erica had heather and like she really did have ricard more than like maybe we didn't know much much about it until the end just like we didn't really know about xander and ricard's relationship till the end who was xander's alliance member like we said the whole time him and evie and tiff fell together out of convenience because liana ditched them tiff and evie wanted to be with liana it's not like Xander was ever playing with anyone for that long. Like who was his Alliance member? Right. But I was, you know, I was taking some notes and going into the second to last tribal Ricard says to Xander, well, yeah, like Erica and Heather, you know, they're still on the fence, but you know, I I can assume you're voting with me. Right. And Xander's like, yeah, he, he tells him I'm voting with you. Right. First he Mm -hmm. says that then He's the one that floats the idea like, well, you know, not necessarily. I still have the idol. And it's kind of like, I don't know, just funny, like something with work recently that came up. It's like in this, I'm sure we're all waiting for packages to get delivered and stuff at home. Well, like certain things are going on, like in my industry, which is selling chemicals, that it's really hard to get chemicals to sell to people 
for all these reasons. And we just found out that we might, we have the opportunity to potentially get this coveted chemical, right? And I was yeah. talking to the manager of it and I was like, if they haven't, you know, bought this in a while, should I even approach them with it? Because what is worse than dangling something in someone's face that they didn't ask for and then taking it away? You know, you're a bigger asshole in that case because it's not like Ricard asked, can you play my idol for me? And Xander didn't. It's not like my customer was like begging me for this and I was, you know, I, I withheld the information or I said maybe and then it didn't end up happening. It's like, why bring something up to somebody if you don't think it's going to happen? It gives them a false hope that they weren't looking for. And it kind of just cuts deeper. Because yeah. it's not like you did everything you could. It's they're the ones that dangled the hope. And then they took it away. So it just feels like a greater loss. Yeah. I... It's it's like almost hard for me to argue the point because I just don't understand it. Like I just don't understand what the what the problem is. I really think Xander's edit, like I could see, especially maybe in the past, me in the past watching it, especially after getting to know Michelle more too on Winners at War, I feel like I was one of those people that when I first watched Michelle's season, being like, oh, like Michelle didn't deserve to win. And like now I'm definitely very like, if the if the jury voted for you, unless they're very evidently bitter jurors, then you deserved it. Because here's the mm -hmm. thing. No one really displayed bitterness towards Xander. Yeah. That's the thing. No one displayed. If anyone might have received bitterness, which I don't even think Deshaun did. I don't think they were bitter against him. Like Shan was even like, I'm very proud of you. But I think... I just think Deshaun like just didn't play the greatest game. If they really thought that Xander played better than Erica, I think they would have voted for him. I don't know if you read any of the exit interviews, but like entered the entertainment weekly ones, yeah. but um, Deshaun's was really interesting. And you know, you know, what's funny is like, cause I forgot about this. The runner up gets a hundred thousand dollars. So, like, it kind of makes sense why Danny was like, I need to give you that vote so you can get this $100,000. Okay. Um, and, like, I was reading Erica's, too, and apparently, like, the night that Deshaun dropped the truth bomb, mm -hmm. I guess there was a lot more that we didn't see. Um, I forget what I, exactly what Erica called it. I think she said something like, unnecessary garbage or something that, like, he threw at her. Like, yeah. we didn't see it, but she said that, like, after she was so mad that after the after the game they didn't speak for three months and she thought they might never speak again and then he finally like approached her and was like can we talk about this yeah and she wouldn't say what it was wow but like it was more than just him like you know putting what she said on display and so then in Deshaun's exit interview he you know they're they're they ask like why why do you think you didn't win and he was like I want to be very careful about how I say this and he talked about um you know first of all like he, he's he kind of put it as like I think I played too emotional of a game of a game but then he also said you know obviously I think first and foremost like I'm paraphrasing by the way um I think first and foremost like 
Erica played an under the radar game that people respected, but you do have to factor in again. These are his words, paraphrased. People really that people really wanted to see a female winner for the first time in seven years, and I don't, I don't love that he said that because I don't think that that was the reason why. But I I do see something to him being like you can't really ignore it either. Does does that make sense or is that just fucked up? No, I mean, I get that. But I mean, I guess the only person I could see maybe that hurting is Xander, not him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, things that came up in, I think that he was like, you know, I was like trying to be the glue that held everyone together. And Ricard, I, I just love Ricard. Like, he's like, um, can I, can I say something about that? Yeah. And, you know, he, he said, oh, well, you, we get there at the merge and you, because he talks about his relationships and he's like, oh, you tell us you're not that close with Heather. You want to get her out, like pointing to Erica, something about we need to get Sydney out and so, like something that kind of like is dogging on Danny a little bit like, oh, like, cause Danny, you know, if Sydney's gone, then Danny will do this. And so I will say Deshaun was not very good if he had just actually owned what he did instead of just it just it was like a lack of self-awareness which during the you know the after the tribal segment like the reunion if you will um he even said like he even said like about you know if everyone's telling me I'm this way I really probably am this way and like I need to reflect on that yeah I I think that's right. And also, like, just knowing the, the caliber of players that were on the jury, people who are super fans of the show, I don't think they're they're not going to vote for a winner that they didn't, like, wholeheartedly respect. Yeah. 100%. And, like, I will say, like, there's always the edit and everything. But, like, I think we as viewers got an edit of Xander in a certain way. But in Final Tribal, I don't know if maybe they didn't show us all the best of what Xander said, but I just don't think his final tribal was that compelling. Yeah. I, I don't either. And I I think it's like telling that the Nasir like advocated for Xander better than he advocated for himself. I always, I always wonder. And, and again, but that it's, it, you know what I do? I liked that we read the votes on the island like season one. And I think it's like pretty clear like why they had to because it would just make more sense for production to stay in that bubble than to like scuttle back and forth. But I you know what I miss is when they would when they have the reunion show and Jeff doesn't do this so much anymore, but he did it a lot back in the old days when he would say show of hands if Xander took Heather instead oh. of Erica would you have voted you know what i mean well that's and honestly that the jury doesn't the jury respects those decisions no it you know what i mean it's like like woo taking tony no one no one on the jury is ever like i'm gonna vote for you because you did the honorable thing exactly it's not it's not about that you need to be smart and clearly clearly danny and like let's just like show let's like count on our fingers who thought erica was a threat deshaun and danny so much that they wanted to throw a challenge when they were winning back when they were three tribes back on is it luvu yeah tribe okay 
Danny and Deshaun then. Then on the last day, both Heather and Deshaun told Xander, Erica's the biggest threat. Erica said in her final tribal, something about how she was playing and how Shan was, how Shan picked up on it. And that's why she wanted Shan to get out. Cause, because I remember Shan was gunning for Erica at some point too. Mm-hmm. Shan definitely wanted Erica gone. So that's five out of the eight that saw Erica as much of a threat that they were gunning for her at some point. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, Tiff and Evie probably thought the same thing too. I can't, you know, I can't even remember, like, it would be nice to be able to, like, have that data in front of me, like, who, when was Erica, but Erica's name, for someone that wasn't playing, I'm doing air quotes right now, her name came up a lot. So, I mean, like, I I just think it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, that shows a major flaw in Xander's strategy. And I, I, like like I said, I did appreciate his reasoning that he didn't want to risk giving her that hero moment um but you know what like obviously the jury didn't see this but he also saw erica trying to make fire on the island and he went back and forth you know before tribal she kind of and he's like i can't believe she's letting me see this like is she is she punking me and that was kind of a, a funny um like humor moment but wait and he even said something i was confused about he wasn't even said to heather something about throwing erica down and then going down himself and beating her yeah like sacrificing himself so heather who is a vote needs to sit in this knowledge that xander recognized this but still brought erica and he didn't have his he just talked about having this like hero moment where he eliminates her and he didn't do it he just still brought her yeah. So I I really think him underestimating her was his was his ultimate downfall. That's a really good point about the if if Xander had brought this person, what would you have done? Yeah, and it's I don't know. That's why I just I I get it. If you're watching, Xander definitely got more of a winner's edit than Erica, and I think was was he maybe more fun to watch this season than Erica? Yeah. Was he maybe more captivating? Sure. Did he make me laugh more? Yeah. I don't know but if he made me laugh more. I think Erica had some good ones. Like, I lo- I loved when she won the reward and she brought Heather and they were drinking wine. She's like, I don't mind going to tribal a little tipsy. Yeah. Um, but, like, I so I get why people, I don't know, I get why they wanted him to win, but... I um no and I see that I also just think too sometimes a lot of people just have this idea of a winner like my mom is always rooting for a man no matter what like I thinking like she has her certain criteria you know basically like her her type her person that she usually wants to win is a long-haired attractive white man and like it's just you know it's just something that comes from within it's just like you latch on to that person and you root for them and then sometimes it makes it hard and then the only thing that overrides that is if you're from the philadelphia area because she's like a big jervis fan a big wendell fan she anyone she's like they're from new jersey oh they're from south jersey they're from philadelphia so like that's like big on her list but you have to like Look at all of your bias, you know, be it a regional bias or be it, be it, you know, 
someone's gender or someone's, you know, appearance. You know, you have to kind of examine that. Yeah. What did you think about um, when Ricard was voted out and Jeff gave him like a really nice moment? Was that that was like we don't really see that a lot. Like when Jeff was like, you know, he was he was basically making the point that like some of the best players are not people who have ever won Survivor. Some yeah. of the most iconic players are people who have never won Survivor. And then Jeff, he, before the vote, he said something like, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like there's a blind side here. And like, I'm pretty sure you're going home. So it's nice to have this moment with you. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, it, like very like blunt, I guess. Like, Well, I feel like for the... I don't think Jeff was like, I'm pretty sure you're going home. I think that he meant you're not faking it. You think you're going home. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Still so, though. A little. I just want, it was just fresh in my mind. I will say, okay. Do you think that if Ricard hadn't mentioned his baby at that tribal, Xander might've played his idol for him? Or do you think that, like, do you think like that a hundred percent, if there was any shadow of a doubt, like that put the nail in his coffin. I think he was going to go regardless. I don't think that helped. He was going to go regardless. <laughs> Ricard was going to go regardless. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it was just, but, that, but that, okay, okay. But so it's like that. Sorry, I feel like we're just going in circles. But it's like this is what I think. This is what the people want. I don't know. Xander? I already I took okay can I just tell you I watched this for like two hours and eight minutes before we recorded with like extremely detailed play-by-play notes of like by two hours and eight minutes I mean like three hours because I paused and took like such detailed notes Aww. to like go through the episode and stuff but like, we can run through it well I mean we can do like a brief rundown but at this point like I feel like I'm glad though like I feel like this is like organic you know conversation yeah. just flowing but so I'm just the, laughing because I'm like, I'm like, wait, like, I'm sure I have some of these points in my notes. The thing is, Xander having the wherewithal to get Ricard out shows that he did understand. Like, he had the awareness to recognize Ricard as a threat, but not Erica. Well, so they, it, that's a big point in Tribal. Yeah. Ricard says, you know, was our friendship, you know, kind of, kind of bullshit, you know, and then Xander says, no, you know, you were the biggest threat. No one was going to win against you. And then he was like, but then why is Erica still here? Like, she was the number two threat. And that's where Xander's like, you know, I didn't really see it like that. Yeah. And I feel like he just, like, really showed his hand there in a bad way that he, a, a, such a huge part of the game is just proving you can admit that I didn't know what was happening, but then this is how I pivoted and made the best of it. When it comes to your decision with who you bring to the final three, there's nowhere to pivot there. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a failure on your part. That's where it counted the most, but he got that one wrong and that was to his detriment. I I agree. Well, let's let's do a, a, a very brief recap. Let ru- run. Give us a rundown, Ashley. Sure. Okay. And like, if I if there's anything of note, like we can talk about it. Okay. I want to say I love Jeff's intro. 
where he reveals to us that the votes are going to be right on location um and how there's just tvs randomly on the beach behind him like showing all the different players i, I was yeah. like laughing about that um so where we start is we're getting back from tribal after the truth bomb and erica does not want to talk to deshaun but she's like but you're welcome for being here mm-hmm. um here's another thing too like just for erica's game Erica and Ricard are talking and she talks then about the decision, you know, to vote off Danny. And she does say that was completely her decision. So, and I I think it's like knowing what we know now from her exit interview that Deshaun, the, the fact that Deshaun said something to her or multiple things to her, that one made her so mad she didn't speak to him for three months uh and two like we get context later on not to jump ahead that the reason heather was mad wasn't because of erica it was because of deshaun like the fact that erica was able to put her emotions aside and still keep him even though she was furious with him again i think just like speaks to the caliber of logic that she was playing with but okay go on Absolutely. And then also, so the next day, Deshaun, it's interesting because Deshaun, in his mind the next day, Ricard is public enemy number one. This is before we even get to the the tribal, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing. So we get the final advantage clue and Erica ultimately gets it. But before that, Ricard is saying, I can't let Deshaun find it. And Deshaun is saying, I can't let Ricard find it. And it's just so interesting that Erica, who everyone does perceive as a threat, is just falling under the, you know, they're not like, oh, I can't let Erica find it. Yeah. So, yeah, so she ultimately finds that. And I do think it's funny just because she's so fucking pissed at Deshaun that she does tell like Ricard and Heather that she finds it and i'm assuming xander probably too and then they're like oh just let him tire himself out and look for it because when we get to that tribal erica's smiling jeff makes a comment and then she reveals that she has it and the look of shock on deshaun's face because he doesn't know going into it that she's ultimately found it so i would like to talk about this challenge a little bit um so the challenge is you have to like kind of like jump up and hit these rope rungs off these like hanging things and then Mm -hmm. you make a rope ladder climb up that then there's puzzle pieces attached to another ladder and you kind of have to like finagle them up and then there's a very a 75 piece puzzle at the top do you think i will say i would like to see an actual picture of ricard's puzzle do you think that erica's advantage like is what sealed her that win probably right i think for card if she didn't find that final advantage probably he was doing pretty good on the puzzle who, so i don't think he would have caught up caught up whose was the one where they shot they they um showed us somebody had a puzzle piece on the floor that was ricard but i think he would have found it i don't know 
I think he would have found it if he like looked and there was one missing piece and he just looked by his foot. It would have been there. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I will say like there are times when the advantage is like truly a throwaway. Like it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. This one, I don't think you can say that it didn't help. You I, know what I mean? I think it probably did. I'm just wondering like how close what like how many seconds was ricard away from finishing that puzzle and then also how much time did erica gain by not having to put on those rope rungs like would hitting those rope rungs and then putting them on only take taken like 45 seconds and then those other four she got at the top like was that 30 seconds and then ricard was i would i would love to know like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of factors and i feel like Again, it just I, I I'm really in just like a defend Erica mode because oh, yeah. I think there is also something that happens when you have and it we've also seen people who have an advantage and I feel like the most common advantage we see we see a couple, right? Like I think we see one where they get to practice something beforehand and we see one where like they'll have like a 10 second head start or like a 10 second opposite of a head start. Like you can start after this one or something like that. And I feel like a lot of the times it's not explicitly said, but when some, sometimes it is helpful, but we also see sometimes where like it gets in the player's head. Yeah, You know what I mean? Cause they're like, Oh, I got to practice. So I should be able to kill this. And it's like, she, that didn't happen for her. And you know, like she found that advantage when it counted and you know, it paid off. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not taking away from her game because I think regardless whether mm-hmm. or not Erica won or not, I think Deshaun would have gone home the next mm-hmm. tribal, not her, you know, but I'm just wondering like how close, because I mean, I really do think if Ricard made it to the end, like things might be different, but mm-hmm. I'm happy with what happened. But I was just like, wow, like I'd really like to know, like, I felt like that was so close. Like, He's like the challenge beast. He's always winning. I can't believe, you know, he was like very, very close in that moment. I just, yeah. you know that I've done such a turnaround on Ricard. Like in the beginning, I was just like, I feel like he's a little sneaky. Yeah. And now, then I was just like, wow, he is a master of the game. Mm-hmm. But, and I and I think he's a good person. Me too. I, I, I think we kind of talked through did the advantage helper or not? I, and I, I, it was, it was a nice, it was, it was, I, I was, it's kind of fun when there's like a, a last one thrown in there too. Yeah. So then I will say like, I think this was also like pretty good jury management on her part. She also gets a reward and finds out it's a reward for two. And she decides to bring Heather because I, 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 what did Jeff say? Jeff says something like, you know, it could, oh wait, one one thing about the challenge, I need to say a, a Jeff Probst vibe check, if you will, from our friends at Escaping Reality. That's their, their phrase when Jeff, I feel like, I mean, I take it to mean like Jeff's off base or Jeff can be super hype and it just needs to be called out. But yeah, when Heather, she ends up being the last one to the puzzle, but Jeff yells, represent! <laughs> <laughs> he was so extra like was it was it the this whole one season when the whole season but <laughs> no but he for some reason he really latched on to heather and he was like heather your kids are watching this heather yeah. your kids are watching literally just like represent <laughs> kids would be proud watching mom push through and like 
it just kind of like brought me back to like i will say like it kind of brings me back like sometimes when we're like jeff like why are you so obsessed with talking about women being mothers like they are multifaceted yeah. individuals but i will say heather is a stay-at-home mom so like you know what i mean like yeah i feel like you know it's you know it may be more meaningful you know for her yeah. because that's a big part of her life but i just was like represent but yeah so anyway yeah that and it's so funny because i did watch it again today and i remember there i was actually going to fast forward through the whole challenge and i i couldn't remember what he said i did write it down in my notes and i was like i don't want to look at my notes from the other night just now i'm gonna like look at them after but i knew he said something that made me laugh and i was like okay i feel like it's like towards the end when heather's like climbing up the last ladder so i like fast forwarded through the rest of the challenge because i knew what happened and i got there and i literally stopped at the right moment he's like that was it (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah so anyway heather did the best she could but ultimately erica wins and she gets to pick someone to go with her to have some steak and veggies bread and wine and jeff says something like is you know are you going to manage the jury and you know get a vote or are you going to like fuel someone one of your competitors blah, blah, blah. so ultimately brings heather which i think was a good choice because yeah really at that point like ricard and deshaun it's going to be one of them xander has an idol like what what's the point you know what are you going to do i feel like her relationship with heather was a little fractured because earlier so we thought yeah but i will say earlier that day another thing from my notes that i kind of skipped over was heather or erica asked heather that morning after the morning after tribal yeah i think it's the same day heather like how mad are you at me on a scale of one to ten and she said no comment okay so some people on reddit think that because i think what we saw was she said on a scale from one to ten how mad are you and she says no comment some people are wondering if this was edited for Erica to say on a scale from one to 10, how mad are you at Deshaun? And it was cut because again, there was something to that tribal that we didn't see. That is very true. I don't know. Yeah. Cause the tape, like it definitely in the editing comes off that she's asking Heather, how mad are you at me? And Heather says no comment. So but either way, I think it was, you know, a good choice. Like one it's a good choice because that might make Heather feel better, but it also sometimes you just need to do what's best for you. And it probably makes Erica feel better. It makes her feel more strength just to share lunch with someone that she considers a friend. And like, I think it is like a really beautiful moment. Like when they get there, Erica, you know, she cries and she is just like, Oh, like Heather, I think you'd be mad at me. Like what Deshaun said. And Heather pretty much is like, I'm really mad at Deshaun. So I think it was, like, beautiful, like, you know, Erica got to express, like, Heather, like, you know, we're such, like, an unlikely friendship. Like, you mean a lot to me. So I think that's nice. I do, too. It was it was, it was a good moment to say. Yeah. And then they do talk then, um, you know, Erica says, if Ricard wasn't, you know, such a threat, I'd love to take him. And then they both kind of agree they don't want Deshaun to go to the end, but it's kind of, like, up in there. And this is where Erica says, I don't mind being a little tipsy for tribal. I'm like, get him, girl. So th- this is something I found a little interesting, just because I feel like Ricard knows better than that. They get back, and Eric and Ricard are talking, and Erica's kind of like, well, as you know, I hate Deshaun, which was like a preview from last week. Her going, I hate Deshaun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. 
I did think just like I know the truth bomb was bad, so I'm like so interested to know that there's like such more context behind it for her to say I hate him. Um, yeah, and then I will say Ricard says he's floored that she's conflicted. And I'm just kind of surprised that he's so, like, I understand that they, like, did, you know, do have an alliance and stuff, but, like, he knows what a threat he is. So I'm surprised that he's not, like, I don't know. To say you're floored means you're, like, pretty shocked. Um, And this is where I Ricard talks to Heather and she's like, you know, like, Ricard, you are a huge threat. And this is where Ricard says, I assume you will vote with me to Xander. Mm-hmm. So this is where we have, oh, wait. Okay, here's another thing. Deshaun, in between then, tells both Erica and Heather, if he wins the last immunity, he'll bring them. Individually. Like, this is the one of the biggest downfalls of Deshaun's game, is over-promising, underselling. Like, you just don't seem trustworthy when so many people have different conflicting stories and who knows if Erica and Heather ever even touched base about this and knew that Deshaun promised them both the same thing, but we see it. So I don't know. I just feel like that doesn't bode well for him. But this is where we have a, the beautiful moment where Ricard and Xander are talking and Xander refers him, refers to himself as Uncle Xander and, you know, talks about coming to meet Ricard's daughter and then he reveals that he says he actually has a second baby that is due next week. And Xander cries. Like, I definitely like a beautiful Uncle, Uncle Xander. Yeah, Uncle Xander cries. Like, you can tell he's genuinely overcome with emotion. Like, I think it's a beautiful friendship. And I, I, I love that. Um, and then, though, this is where Xander, you know, says to Ricard a little bit after you know they're kind of just talking about like oh it comes down to like you know what the girls do basically and Xander is like I could save you with the idol and Ricard is like you could put another thing on your resume um and then we go into tribal I didn't take that many notes about this tribal I just there were so many you know <laughs> so I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to take that many notes but I will say we already discussed, but Ricard at this point does talk about his, you know, second baby that is due in a week. You know, he could already be born for all I know. And this is where Jeff, you know, has the moments like talking about Ricard and everything he's done. And I really do think that it was the final nail in Ricard's coffin. But yeah, he does end up going home. Yeah. And and he got we we kind of covered it in the beginning, but he got a really nice send off. He got to say his piece. Uh, I I think he got. I, I think he had his moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would it be nice to win? Sure, but I I think Ricard's gonna be like pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I really he is he is a brilliant player, and I really think that like he very well could come back. Yeah, I'd like to see him back. I'd like to I'd like to see him back more than Xander. I do too. You know, something sorry, I'm I'm still like in defense mode as we're doing this recap, so I'm just gonna let my yeah. thoughts flow. I think if you're mad that Erica won, don't be mad at Erica. Be mad at the editors for not telling the right story. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Let's no, let's continue. No, exactly. Um so then we're gonna go to our final immunity. So 
It's one of those classic things that, you know, you walk down like a balance beam type thing, holding a rope and you're spelling out, you're stacking blocks that spell out final three. So there's six blocks, you know, you put the three at the bottom and then the L and like inch back and forth, inch back and forth. I will say me and Brian, because you were behind watching live, me and Brian were texting and Brian was like, okay, it's so funny. Brian's in Massachusetts. I'm here in Pennsylvania. His like it's it's because of commercials or something and like how they're timed he would i would be caught up live and he was like a full minute ahead of me so he would like be saying stuff even to me when i was watching live he'd be like oh my god this edit is so dramatic and like then i got there the at the end xander like inching like jeff like you have to have both feet behind the line they know that like they really drug that out but ultimately xander wins yeah so he wins immunity and he gets to decide who to bring with him. And for the record, by the way, I thought Xander was going to win. Going into it at the end? Yeah. Like up until the votes were read, I thought Xander was going to win. At the very least, I thought he would get votes. So I was surprised. I just I... happened to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I will say I didn't think his final tribal responses were that good so i i wasn't sure i thought he would get votes mm-hmm. i i did think he would get some maybe from nasir but i wasn't sure who from but i think it goes to show too the relationship that he had with evie and tiffany wasn't really that strong you know what i mean like yeah um so yeah xander cries and then here's where jeff goes you're 20, you know, you, you, you were just a teenager a year ago. And then, you know, Xander was like, I wasn't one of those kids watching Survivor that thought I could do this. You know, I, I thought I could never. And then, okay, I will say I am not going to minimize any person's struggle. You know what I mean? Everyone has things that they're insecure about that are hardships in their life. But I will say sometimes when things that to me aren't that bad like get this emotional edit it kind of does the opposite is intended effect to me where i'm like really like you don't need to have a struggle but okay well say what it is and then i i I do have like a small counter but but say what it is first so um Xander, you know, tells us, you know, he was insecure and chubby. And then he was in when he was in ninth grade. So to me, I I just go six years ago, (laughs) six years ago, he decided to join cross country and everyone thought maybe he was there trying to lose weight. And but then he like was take time off of his mile. And then he's like, you know, through hard work and discipline, there's nothing you can't do. And for me, I will say it's very hard for me, like, when, like, a chubby adolescent boy goes through puberty also simultaneously. Well, I'm not saying he didn't work hard at his cross country, but it's not, I mean, I guess, like, as a woman, too, with, like, you know, diet culture and, like, weight struggles and stuff, like, I am very, like, I want everyone to feel good in their skin, definitely, but, like, comparatively for, like, you know, to a lot of, like, women that I know and, like, just me, like, living in a fat body and stuff, like, I'm glad that when he was in high school, like he was able to have a growth spurt and like, you know, have that metabolism and work hard. I'm happy for him, but I'm just not, I'm personally not feeling compelled. Like I'm glad he feels good in his skin. I'm glad he's proud of himself. He should be. 
but I'm not super compelled. I I really appreciate what you're saying. And I, I kind of want to walk back my, like, what my counter, because I was going to say, like, you know, I, I try to be super aware that, like, not pay, but that everything is relative. And it's like, you know, like, I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be offensive. So like, please, please call me out. But like, you know, I, I think I'm somebody that like society, you know, would consider like objectively thin, but like, I still feel shitty about my body sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, I get it, but I see what you're saying that it's like, one, the way that it's framed as like a triumph when it's like your body shouldn't be something to triumph over. You know what I mean? It's not like good for you for like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't sit right. Also, like, I will say like going back to that, like the fact that he's talking about, I'm the kid that I never thought could do survivor. Like you don't have to live in a super athletic body to do survivor. And like, I didn't even really think about that until now, but like, what kind of message are you sending to a 14 year old kid that like hasn't fully gone through puberty yet that is chubby or if they're just a fat kid or if they're just fat in that moment you have to like you know change your body to be xander you know what i mean to have that success and like just like i will say like it kind of like the fact that he's paleo and his diet and stuff like with the reward i'm like it that that seems like a little disordered to me that like you are starving on an island and you won't like put a grilled cheese in your body even if you've been starving on an island for 20 something days like because you're paleo like sounds like he's very like committed to his like physical form and i get when it's a way to like when it's about health and stuff but sometimes it gets a little dangerous on you know you know obsession or focus on health like could be dangerous so i don't know like i the messaging it i was not compelled i totally i'm happy for him that something that like that has to feel good like what sorry did we talk about this oh, wait i just remembered early sorry i was thinking about xander and his eating that i was thinking about how he was stoked about the stew and then i remembered i think did we say this in our group chat that the chef who made the pizza was named stew and like wait. so did we say that because literally when you were saying in the beginning of the episode we got some behind the scenes about how who the who makes the pizza they said his name and in my head i literally thought i feel like it's stew but am i just thinking about stew i thought that so like stew made the stew (laughs) i love it okay sorry yes it's it's like it's a weird moment and it's weird for uh you know I, i i coined this term a few episodes ago when i misspoke it's a weird time for us to get Xander's back package. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, I will say like, again, I don't want to sound, you and I were just talking earlier about like personal struggles and like how sometimes like if I'm going through like something like mental health wise, you know, my dad, I love him so much, but he'll be like, well, you know, like just like sometimes I just think about how lucky I am that I have a roof over my head and food to eat and like I got it good. And I'm like, you know what? Like you shouldn't minimize other people's struggles you know, like that's, that's not fair. Like your problems are real, even if there's other people that are worse off than you. So like, I'm not trying to do that with Xander, but I just think like that did not contribute to me being like, Xander's the hero I want and need. Like it kind of, for me, did the op- opposite is intended effect by the, the edit is all, all I was trying to say. Yeah. And I, I think like, 
it almost seems like the editors and the the producers like they have this desire to make every single player worthy of winning and being there because of what they've gone through but at the end of the day it's like I don't need everybody to have a sob story like why can't we just see like what Xander's life at home is like you know what I mean like we is this really adding to the show like why you know what I mean like I feel like we're like kind of it, 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 like they're trying really hard to make it something that it's not almost I just feel like too like and it's not even a sob story but I guess when it comes to a personal anecdote I feel like you know maybe Deshaun about being like oh like there's no black doctors like I'm trying to be I, I'm a black man and I want to be a doctor like I'm smart like there's this and Erica talking about you know her parents and like you know their immigration you know from the Philippines yeah um to to canada and like them working so hard that like is a more compelling story so i feel like i almost would have like no compelling backstory from xander versus it was like you know i guess i might think about things differently too because someone else might be like because they showed pictures of him and like he was like literally just like you just look at him you're like you haven't gone through puberty yet you will lean out like but like I'm not saying he didn't work hard but you know what I mean just like they yeah. were trying to like tug at my heartstrings and I'm just like you know like an overweight woman that like has been on every single diet in the world and like <laughs> like has, has such trouble and like I I'm not personally as compelled but I'm happy for him that he's happy with himself right it's kind of like oh Ashley just take up cross country yeah that's fine like I get it. I get it. Um, all right. Well, what what do we get into next? Okay. So Xander gets Deshaun's pitch from him. And my takeaway from that was Deshaun says to Xander, Erica would be tough to beat. And then Heather says, you know, I, I'm fine making fire, but, you know, I'll plant one seed. Erica can beat you. So two people kind of saying, hey, you know, just be thinking about Erica and then Erica, very brief conversation, Erica's not expecting it, is, you know, saying to Xander, you know, there's merit to you taking me. And Xander's like, I- I'm taking you. And er- Erica even says, you know, to us, like, I-, I was not expecting this. Like, I wasn't expecting you to go this way. Do, do I suck? I- am I beautiful? What- why-, why does he want to take me? Like, she doesn't know the motive, but she's not going to question it. Well, but it does seem like she's kind of starting to, like, second-guess herself a little bit. She's like, am I not as good of a player as I thought I was that he thinks he could beat me? Yeah, no, definitely. And then, but, I mean, Xander says to us, I think Erica's built a good resume. Why would I give her, you know, basically, like, flashy fire-making, you know, display? Um, Which which is a good point. And so we go to Deshaun and Heather practicing. I'm very impressed with Heather in her practice. Mm -hmm. You know, she's doing well. Um. Xander is hoping that Heather wins because she and Erica will talk about the same things in final three. I I think Deshaun says something like my my spark game is fire, but like, I just like, I can't get it to like make a flame. He he, he is. He makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, But then Erica is practicing too, and she is really struggling. And Xander is literally like, she, she can't make fire. 
is she trying to test me right now? And this is where he goes to Heather and says, you know, should I step down, you know, and, and just take her out? Right. But ultimately we know that doesn't happen. Um, we get to the tribal and he says that he's bringing Erica. Yeah. So this is a very riveting fire-making challenge. I was so certain Heather had it at one point. I, I I think I was texting Brian and Danielle simultaneously, like, oh my god, oh my god. But ultimately, Deshaun prevailed in the last seconds. But Heather was really killing it the whole time. Right. So I was I was impressed with Heather there, definitely. Was this maybe like this is the best fire challenge we've seen i would say i was on the edge of my seat like it was out of control heather got it so high it was licking the flames and it went down but it's not like it went kaput you know where then it was like deshaun was like roaring and heather was down to here it's like just when he got shit under control and like started growing it she was getting hers back up and like jeff even says like yeah you probably lost by three seconds Mm -hmm. so that was very impressive i will say like Again, like partially because of the edit, like who knows? We don't know everything about Heather. We don't know too much about her really, but I will say like it was a nice it was a nice moment where she talks about after she, you know, ultimately loses that, you know, she almost drowned and she hadn't like gone in water for like what, did she say like twenty five years or something? Like crazy. Like she almost drowned. Like and that that has to be very challenging. Like you have not been in water in God knows how long and you need to like jump off stuff to like hold your place in the game. Like people didn't know that was a struggle she was going through. Yeah, that's crazy. I will say like I went on a Reddit rabbit hole earlier that day and there were so many people that were like, this season is all about the edit. What if Heather Mm -hmm. actually wins and then in this last episode we get this reel of all the like you know puppet master things um heather was doing behind the scenes and i was almost kind of like that would be really cool it would have been cool but people would have been pissed oh yeah well they already are you know true what else is now yeah so anyway so yep heather heather goes so we have our final three so we have deshaun xander and erica um i didn't really take any notes between that and final tribal um and i feel like we went through a lot of final tribal but i feel like maybe there was like a couple talking points maybe yeah um i will say i like how it just started off i feel like evie just has such a positive attitude that i really appreciate you know she really like sets it off on a good like no no bitter juror there she's like very much like i'm proud of you now you just need to convince us like smiling i i i just like the positive vibes so i think danny pretty much was like you know what was your game plan throughout the game and you know xander's like some people want to play like tony and some people want to play like who did he say is the second one i know he said tony spencer 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 which yes i love spencer but he's like i want to play like xander although supposedly spencer is an anti-vaxxer oh yeah yeah why do we think that i don't know i feel like brian told me Ugh, i don't know it's really surprising because i thought he's like a man of science but i guess not yeah but then he got, i oh, i was talking to someone about this there is just this like very weird like spectrum where you could like seem kind of like liberal in some ways mm-hmm. you think, or like into science and then 
it gets to this point like where you're like super holistic and i feel like he was like meditating a lot and stuff and i definitely feel like he could be like herbs are the way or like you need to nourish your body to protect you like vaccine yeah this is, all, did, like... this is all speculation but it just like there's people that i've known in my life that i guess like you would think were kind of like a little hippie in a way that i would think that they would want to like protect people in a way but then it's like i forgot like you can be like supernatural not supernatural but like super into natural things <laughs> not and I, against vaccines apparently um Oh my god, no, no, no. Apparently, like, he wrote a blog post titled The the Heter- Heterarchy on November 24th, and then he, he subsequently did an AMA, and he says that he moved to Ecuador because par- partly due to the COVID vaccine mandates in the States, and he, he said, uh, he, he referred to them as a medical tyranny, um, and... Uh, he he said that it might sound a bit excessive, but he believes that, quote, livelihood destroying lockdowns and other draconian measures of the past 20 months qualifies tyranny. Uh, and he also called the New Zealand prime minister a tyrannical female politician. So female. Fuck yeah. Him. I, I, yeah. I like Yeah. You have to throw in the female. Dude, fuck him. That sucks. That's disappointing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I hate that. I mean, I I will say I wish it didn't have to come down to mandates. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that people would trust science. And, like, I do get that you have bodily autonomy. But also, you have to understand that you have been taking vaccines to go to kindergarten. Or, like, I saw something, some, some like, something about Ted Cruz saying something about some Marines got kicked out for not getting vaccinated. And someone, like, did a rebuttal with, like, oh, here's the list of all the vaccines that you have to get to be a fucking Marine to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just like the whole, like, my body, my choice, not when it comes to abortion, but my body, my choice when it comes to a vaccine, when we've literally had vaccine mandates in place to attend certain things or be part of certain things for God knows how long. Yeah, he 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 continued to, like, defend himself in the AMA and he said, I've never been an anti-vaxxer unless you define anti-vaxxer to include those who oppose the government mandating medical procedures, in which case your definition is absurd, which pains me the most about the vaccine is that it has an exacerbated, heartbreaking trend of polarized division, hatred that we are already out of fear pitch in our study. Ugh, like, oh, God. I, 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 this is why I, like, need to stay off the internet because it's, like, reading this shit just makes my blood boil. It's just, like, very terrible when, like, people are, like, likening it to Nazi Germany or something. Like, you better have your papers. And it's, like, are you fucking serious? You better have your fucking proof of vaccination when you show up at public kindergarten. Like, you have since, you know, the 80s. Well, the, the 90s, at least, when we went. And probably before, you know? Like, it's not that different. But, okay. <sighs> All right, that was upsetting. Let's keep, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's oh, keep going. Oh, um, yeah, where were we? Okay, so yeah, we're talking about Danny. Yeah, so Danny was like, "Oh, what's your game plan?" And Xander said that he knows from cross country that team dynamic is really strong. So that's you know his Q one. That's what it was about. You know, we can share advantages. We can like work as a team. Blah blah blah. And he was like, you know, Q two. Everyone knew about my idol. 
And I was just like, listen, I'm a number. I can be on your side. Like, that is a very good point. And then Q3, I feel like this might have been a mistake on his part. He was basically said Ricard was his shield as the Mm -hmm. strongest player, which like probably like didn't. I don't know if I was Ricard and I thought that we were like close, like, I guess it's good gameplay, but I might not be thrilled about that. But that's where where he's at there. And I will say then Nasir chimes in, sweet Nasir, and brings up that Xander gave up immunity to get rice and he swapped with Erica for reward. And, you know, part of his social game, he said, you know, when I was missing my family, you were like, hey, if like you need to hug it out, we can. You have a kind heart, which like sweet, sweet Nasir. Love it. So that was great. And then Deshaun, this is okay. Deshaun did not make a good case for himself here at all. He talks about how in the first quarter, you know, it's his social game and like building these relationships. And he brings up Heather and Erica specifically, I think. And then, you know, the second quarter, it's being the glue that keeps people together to vote together. And then, you know, Q4, it's social capital. And this is where Ricard is saying, well, why in the beginning of the merge did you say she needs to go? Like points at Erica, you know, Sydney needs to go because if she does, then Danny will do this and that. And, you know, I'm actually not really that close with Heather. And Deshaun's kind of like, uh, you know, not, not everything you just said was true, but clearly some of it is. Yeah. So I just feel like at that point, he was done a little bit mm-hmm. um i think erica made a good point here where she was gonna play like a sweet lamb and you know kind of be the bottom of the majority and then work her way up she said it was a blessing and a curse that luvu didn't go to tribal and you know she formed this unlikely duo with heather um she said she was kind of socially down and out but then she flipped the game and then people that were on the outs she sought them out to build a relationship with them and here she says Shan noticed and she wanted her out. Um, and then she said, I was in majority in the final six and I knew I had set myself up with enough allies to go to final three. Yeah, I I, I do want to also just like give Danny kudos because I, I really liked this question and him asking. I love that he I also loved that he he gets his moment to be like, uh, most people know this by now, but I played for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm and I, I like that he uh, got to tie his question into like his personal brand, if you will. Yeah, and then um, from there too, then Ricard. This is where Ricard kind of says, oh, "Erica, like you were such an ally to me, and like you played this great game. Like, I just think not everyone in the jury knows that. So, you know, did you choose to only have relationships with certain people?" And then Erica says, "The perception that a strong social game is having s- strong ties." with everyone you know isn't necessarily right it's more about knowing where you stand and what you're capable of doing i do better with smaller connections heather and i worked as a duo you know even when there was a public attempt to split us up you know referencing Mm -hmm. you know blowing up the game then see here's another thing another thing i wasn't like super impressed with so tiffany asks xander you know what was your perception of your you know your social game going into the merge And Xander says, you know, I knew I'd be seen as an Aussie type. And I feel like sometimes like to liken yourself to the greats, even though Aussie was not a great strategist by any means. I think why, Xander, why would you liken yourself to Aussie who you don't hold a candle to when it comes to physicality? 
I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by doing that when you could have talked about your strategy because you're not as good as Ozzy physically. So you're not going to compare there. You're just going to fall short. So I don't know why he said that. Um, and it also just seemed a little like, I don't know, like cocky or like too, like too sure of himself in that moment. Like that kind of, I was kind of like, e. yeah. And if I feel that someone <sighs> very thinking that too, you know, I, I absolutely. And it's, it's also, it's like, yeah, I don't think you ever want to be the person who's comparing your, like let other people make that comparison. Don't, do it yeah. live. One thing I do want to throw out there because it just jogged my memory of this is I saw that um in one of the her ex interviews, Erica mentioned, and she kind of speaks to this a little bit too in during this final tribal, um, about how she she and I hadn't heard this, but she had read or heard somewhere that something that Tony would do uh when he when he played in one is that he would intentionally try to like stand down if there was a slope like in the beach he would stand at the bottom or like you know crouch down so that he was making himself appear smaller to people yeah visually so that they wouldn't like just you know subconsciously working to make himself look smaller um so that he didn't just like subconsciously appear as big of a threat and erica said that she heard that and she tried to do that too and you know i like i liked what i don't know if this was if if this was part of her answer to Danny's question or if this was said another time, but when she talks about like how she's used to, you know, being and being a woman of business and going into a boardroom and people think she's an intern, you know what I mean? Yeah, so she's she was really running the meeting. Yeah. Like I, I, I think there's like something to be said there, but it's just the, the her making her afterwards in an interview, making that comparison. It's like, that's fine. Comparing your, yeah. I, I just don't think you ever want to go there necessarily. Well, it really just shows the difference in in perception where you know xander i will say like he is 20 year old kid and he's overcome like some certain things in his life where he you know was feeling like he was like the chubby kid and now he is like this strong kid and that's important but like you're like shooting too high when you compare yourself to ozzy when he does have other good attributes besides like ozzy was not good a good strategist you're not going to be as good as ozzy and erica meanwhile she knows how people perceive her and she's going to play into that and hide behind that a little bit. But meanwhile, she's still thinking and still strategizing. Yeah. Um, from there, um, after um, Xander says, you know, I knew I'd be seen. Also, like, I knew I'd be seen as, like, did, oh, did you? Because I guarantee if you mean Aussie type, like, you're, like, an attractive young man with long hair. Like, okay. But anyway. But then he, like, said, Tiffany, you know, like, we we sang in the rain together. It it was cute. I I knew you would keep me around, and it, you know it just wasn't very. It wasn't like the best answer. Yeah. Um. And this is where Leanna kind of chimes in, and she was like, "Well, tell us about you know your your social awareness, and you know how when you knew you needed to make a move." And this is where Xander kind of fumbles it, and he's like, "Oh, my social awareness, uh, like you know." And then Lana like is like, "Okay, here's an example when." I, I didn't write down the example, but she's like, when I knew this person was voting this, I knew I had to do this. So then Xander was like, the Tiffany vote, you know, I heard Heather and Nasir's names being thrown around. So I knew I was being duped and would have to play my idol. And then Lana's like, thank you. Like, that, that's what I mean. So Evie talks about him hanging on the idol and she kind of is like, do you think that was luck or, you know, was that strategy? And he, he did say like, it was kind of both, you know, he liked to play the game paranoid 
Um, and he also knew, you know, he would learn from Ricard when he was in trouble because they had that relationship. But then he knew, you know, even if he was going in nervous, like, do I need to play this, that there wouldn't be enough unity to vote him out. Um, and this is where Ricard, you know, talks about their little bromance and says, you know, you take out the number one threat, me, but number two, Erica is still there you know, with the fire making challenge, like I'm sure that'll come up, but you know, was our connection real? And Xander's like, it was real, but you would have won. And Ricard, then why did you keep her? And this is again, where Alexander kind of like the downfall. I was under the impression Erica wasn't the next strategic threat. Cause I guess he saw how the jury reacted to what Deshaun was saying about Erica and the truth bomb. And I guess maybe from there thought the jury didn't respect her that much. But he does admit that's a fallacy in his game. But Heather, appreciate Heather chiming in and saying, I told you on the last day that Erica was your, like, the, she was the one who could take your game away. Yeah. But, you know, he brings up that she did, he didn't want her to get the chance to win at fire. Um, I think that, I mean, I think it's important to bring up Shan, you know, kind of says to Deshaun, I feel like, you know, you're kind of emotional and like some things were maybe temper tantrums and not strategy and i think this is like pretty you know poignant you know she said you know there's this social movement and we really wanted to bring home the win for the black community were you capitalizing on a social movement you know were you kind of taking me on a ride and deshaun's definitely like you know give me third place i will never sell out my people for a game and he's like clearly you know i have a lot to learn like i didn't know i was coming off this way but you know clearly i am yeah, it it was like I think it she had to ask the question. Like yeah. it it needed to be discussed and I I I I I thought he his answer was super genuine and I I'll be curious yeah. to see like how they they work together, like not work together but how they, you know, how we see them moving forward. Yeah, and then this is where like we've already discussed Danny kind of just says, you know, as a competitor Erica, I think you did amazing. You let people underestimate you. And this is where she says, you know, I've spent 10 years going into boardrooms. People treat me like the intern, but I'm the one who's running the meeting. I was never out in front, but I was never quite in the bottom. I was on the right side of the vote at every tribal. And Danny says, you played the game I wanted to play. And from the jury, we can hear echoes of me too, me too, me too. And then just for some humor at the end, Leanna is like, Xander, I have one question for you. Do you have an idol? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So lighthearted. Jeff brings up it is a jury of eight, which I, you know, I'm just not paying attention. So I wanted to note there, there are eight votes that we're getting. And then Jeff comes back, everyone votes. And he says, the theme of the season is drop the four, keep the one. So let's add a little history. We haven't done this. We've only done this one time and it hasn't been since season one. We're doing it again 21 years later. We're reading the final votes live on location. So, are you ready to vote? Let's vote. We have Erica, Deshaun, Erica, 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 Erica. And then Jeff says, the rest of them are for you too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we have our first Canadian winner and bring in pizza and champagne. We also have our first Filipino winner too. Hmm. Yeah, girl. I loved seeing – it was – it did feel a little awkward, right? Like, I liked pulling the curtain back. I, I understand why they did it for, like, safety reasons. I, I loved seeing them, like, 
eat pizza and drink champagne although i feel like it was kind of anticlimactic because like the people who've been at ponderosa like they don't care you know what i mean yeah um but i loved that erica was just like going all in on it again kind of a bummer that xander like didn't really care about the pizza uh but oh did did he not eat pizza i don't think so Uh, you're like starving buddy it's okay like to put in your body this one time I think it does kind of suck that it's like she didn't get to like go hug her family when she found out she won and stuff like yeah. that. But I, but I totally get it. I definitely get though. I think they're just because who knows what's going to happen with 42. I mean, who knows? Okay. Let, didn't even think about this before. But at this time when they're recording, it's what like last May maybe they went or last April? Yeah. I Or was it July? I can't even remember. But either way, they went. It was it was like mid 2020 that they or no mid 2021 that they went to do this and they are just thinking ahead like we've taken all these safety measures we don't know what's going to happen in the future we need to do this now we don't know if there's going to be a live reunion like let's just do this i'm wondering what the finale of 42 will be like were they banking on doing a live finale but now things are getting bad again and now they can't and it's gonna have to be on zoom like who knows interesting to see I mean, you know I'm here for Jeff's garage. Yeah, true. I'll, so, I'll, I'll quarantine for uh, two weeks and I'll go help him assemble the set. A couple of my favorite things that I liked about the live reunion recap discussion, if you will, uh, besides the pizza and the champagne, the pizza made by Chef Stew. Um, I liked – I just liked Xander's overall attitude. Um You know, I thought he had, like, a really – you know, that's, like, always my favorite when somebody can just be, like, a good sport about losing. I think, like, he – the way he was, like, reacting to that, he was very jovial. He was, like, very easygoing. I just – I, like, really appreciated that. I think it it just made him look really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, who knows what his inner thoughts are? You know what I mean? Who knows what he's, like, saying to people? I will say I – it is very interesting to me because an article that I saw was like 80% of people thought Xander should have won. And I'm sure that he does seek, you know, I'm sure he finds comfort in that seeing stuff like that now back at home. But I don't want him to think that just because the audience thought that, like that he was robbed. And so, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping yeah. he stays humble and like continues to want to grow and learn. Yeah. Um. I also really liked the moment that Liana got where Jeff talked about, you know, her getting her kind of playing her advantage incorrectly, but how, how she really used that as a moment to learn. And it was kind of became this like humbling experience for her where she kind of like had to learn to embrace failure and like accept that and how that was such a pivotal lesson for her and the way she handled it. And I thought that was like a really, a really nice conversation. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, she said something like, you know, I can be kind of a pessimist. And, you know, when that happened, you know, I felt kind of worthless. And like, how am I going to face these people after making a mistake? And I was so in that moment proud of myself for being able to do that. And like, that is a really hard lesson sometimes, because like, I definitely do that. Like, I think that I need to be like, you know, excelling at something or at least like on par you know like it's very hard to publicly fail and like have an attitude about it and pick yourself back up like I definitely struggle with that so yeah um I I thought Erica had a really funny comment about how like 
this is going to be a lot of money in Canada. Yeah. We have some great Nasir moments where like yes. a, a few of them where he was talking about how, you know, he learned English watching Survivor and like he had to 50 or 60 times like say that, you know, I'm confused as a goat on AstroTurf phrase to himself, like practicing in a cave somewhere to get it right. And then he also um, later brings up you know, he's like also like trying to find the right words. He's like, this is a one. And someone's like once in a lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, um, you know, no one utilized the island like I did. I'm here to inspire kids growing up. And I think he's like prop po- poverty and someone's like poverty, <laughs> like, help, you know, helping him out. And he's like, you know, small villages, you know, never give up on your dreams. He talks about like wearing a sarong and like being like that seven year old kid, like doing a lot of the same things he was just doing on the island and like look where he is now so i just love nasir love his positive attitude love his sarong love everything about him really i this is nasir hashtag this is nasir um well is there anything else that was like jumped out at me i'm I'm trying to think back because like i to be to be honest i didn't take notes Wednesday yeah. was like one of the worst like of loose nights of sleep for Lucy uh-huh. ever. So I was just like, uh, it was it was so funny. Some some background too, like as I just didn't want to look at my phone because I was about an hour behind. So I was like, I don't want to get accidentally spoiled. And like by the time I by the time that it was announced that Erica won, and I was watching the the um. I don't know what you call it. Do you call it a reunion, a discussion, whatever? Yeah. At that point, it felt safe to look at my phone. And Brian was texting me individually. It's kind of like the night that you fell asleep for the recording. And he was like, Laura, are you okay? Are you oh alive? God. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. I shouldn't want to be spoiled. Brian, no, Brian texted me probably, Laura's alive. And I'm like, Brian, I didn't question that. I think that we're so ahead. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I know she's fine. I think we're just so ahead of her. That's why like Brian, like he's like, he's freaking hype. I'm hype. And I'm like, Brian, like I'm caught up now. We can, we can take this offline, if you will, <laughs> like out of the group chat. Like we can talk real time, which we did. Like we had lots of thoughts. Like when, you know, when Xander was talking about his struggles, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So don't want to get back into it again. Like, I know they're historicals, whatever. But, like, I don't know. And I was texting Danielle live, too. Like, boom, 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 boom. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad I caught up. But, um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a couple of I don't, a notable, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, Danny tells everyone about his demon that he's been mm-hmm. holding for the last 25 years. So, like, I thought that was nice. Um, I don't know. And, it was kind of like opposite. Like Danny kind of was like, I just want to go in there and be a competitor. And then I found out that I had this demon for 25 years. And like, I was able to let that go. And Evie was kind of the opposite where she was like, you know, this is really life-changing. Cause I thought that like, I've already grown so much in my life. Like I'm very confident with who I am and I still learn things about myself and, you know, still changed. And, you know, it's kind of just like an opposite experience there. But at one point, Jeff also asks everybody like, this was the short, a shorter season. Did it feel easier? And everybody's like, no. And you know what? It's like, I just, please, I just, again, I, I'm not here for like the belly aching about it. Cause oh like, God, it is what yeah. it is. Well, let's stop shoving it down our throats. I will say Russell Hans was like, on two seasons I was on, there was no food. Yeah. Like, shut up, Russell. Get off Twitter. Even though I did, I did want him to win a couple times. Like, I'm not like, I respected Russell's, I mean, didn't respect, but like, couldn't away respect Russell's game sometimes that like him on Twitter just makes me like want to take away any positive feelings that I had watching 
So long story short, I mean, if we're, we're about to have a, a special guest, Ashley. Is it Lucy? Is it Max? It's Lucy. Oh. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Hi. Um, she's just going to hang out while Matt feeds the animals. <laughs> um, what did you think of the winner? Um, she's like, no comment. She's like, I want Xander <laughs> to win. She's like, as as Heather once said, no comment. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, like, if you if you came here for a lively debate about did Erica deserve to win, I think like we are both very clearly on the side that it was a well a well earned win. I don't know what to tell you. If you don't agree, I guess let us know. I don't know, but it, I, think it, it, think it, I think I I I think Xander it's a valid. Ar- oh, so I would say if Xander would have won, I would have been like, if that's what the jury thinks, then I don't question it. Yeah, I think it's it's a valid argument that like like I said, I thought Xander was going to win. I the uh, the edit, the way he played the game, people people love when somebody ha- has advantages and and uses an you know, uh, he he did have a resume. I think that like he had a good shot. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to win. I'm just saying so did Erica. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly it. It's. It's hard to say, but I will say with the edit, why did they do, you know what I mean? They could have done it differently. It's like, it's kind of like they, you know what? They probably wanted this backlash so people would be talking about it. But I really feel (laughs) like the fact that they edit it in that way after like they did do this historic diversity campaign and stuff and they still edit it like, like, do you want people to be mad the white man lost? Right, right. You have a wiggle worm on your hands. Yeah, that, is, that's what we call her. my cat when we try to pick him up and he's all wiggly. This is her new normal. She is a she's a wiggly lady. Oh. Yeah. Um, um yeah, so no, I mean I uh, Is that Max? Yeah. There's there's a cat wailing in the background. It's <laughs> like Matt not pouring the food fast enough. So Max is the only one of our animals who has an automatic feeder. So like max eats before everybody and because lucy was napping as recording the other animals haven't eaten yet so max or matt matt my husband is feeding the animals now and max the cat is like pissed because like he already ate his dinner oh my god i don't i don't blame him it's hard watching other people eat food when you (laughs) or other animals so any any final thoughts like i think like I, I feel I have a feeling like we'll probably probably not next week I'll just be honest because it's the holidays but maybe in the new year we'll we'll do an episode with some friends of ours yeah maybe, definitely you I know I you know I, I'm sure we're gonna take like a hiatus especially like it's not like we can like jam in re-watching a season in between now and March when the new one comes out but I'm sure I'd like to do like some episodes here or there you know yeah. talking about this season or overall survivor scuttlebutt or who yeah, knows? like maybe, maybe Clayton's season of the the oh, no, take that out of your mouth. Um, yeah, yeah. So like that's that's probably like what it'll be, but um, I don't know. I I really appreciate everybody who's who stayed with us this season. Um, I said it on Instagram, but like we've just been so busy. As Ashley alluded to, I have a, a wiggle worm baby in my arms right now. Like I haven't really been promoting our episodes on social media, and the fact that people are like still listening 
it it just like really means the world to me it's nice I I I I think like Ashley like having this I, I it's been no secret to you or anyone else recording this season has been super hard like with bedtime and blah 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 like you know and just having the baby but I think it's like it's been so good for me to have something from like my old life that is still part of my new life where I still like have a hobby outside of you know just just being a mom and I I think it's been really good for me and I I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody who's listened and you know everybody who like bared with me as I like fumbled my words and like couldn't think of words (laughs) when my baby brain's been real so I just I've I've had a it's it's been really rewarding for me and I'm glad that we did it and I will say too I mean I don't have a baby but like you know I have some life changes and stuff like just with moving and like my relatively new job and you know certain stress and everything and I just appreciate that you know us as co-hosts and like more importantly as friends can be so respectful of each other and each other's times and things that are going on and being adaptable and you know you know it if did you still want to record tonight if you can't it's totally okay I this other time I understand not like because it still has to be something that's fun and like you know who wants to record something when you don't feel like recording it and like you're not going to I always want to be my best self when I record so I appreciate if I'm not having a good day or I need time to do something, you know, you'll accommodate me and we can record at a different time. So we're both happy and, you know, uh-huh. able to be our best selves. And it's my approach kind of changed too. Whereas I feel like when we first started podcasting, I was like, I want to be the number one survivor podcast out there. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Rob, sister Nino. Exactly. Um, but now I'm just like, this is something I want to do for fun with my friend. I think I've truly like, I will say like, I feel like I have gained really invaluable skills from doing a podcast. I think showing up somewhere and unintentionally practicing, articulating and defending your thoughts about complex subject matter. Yeah. I mean, we talk about The Bachelor too, but like yeah. when we talk about like these like cultural impacts and like how it pertains to society, like putting something like out there, something like that out there for the public, people who you don't know listening to you and, and just having to to say your, to state your thoughts in a way that is succinct, but also, you know, exploring the complexity of things. It's, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it, but I think it's like really given me this, um, you know, soft skill practice, uh, <laughs> um, you know, that I think has, like, benefited me professionally, personally. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I, I'm so glad that we continue to do it. And, yeah, I think during the hiatus, I don't know how much you'll hear from us. Uh, but we will – I'm sure we'll pop in here and there. Um, I still want to do, like, some just, like I, – I don't know. I just, like – I'm trying to think, like, my whole approach for 2022 is like, how can I, how can I make it fun? Like with everything? Cause I, I think like, we're also going to be, you know, probably like batting down the, the COVID hatches again, if you will. But like, yeah, I don't know. I want to think about like, how can we just have, have fun with it? I still like really want to like try to cook through like Boston or Rob's cookbook, for instance, like just, you know, I don't yeah, know. We'll stuff like that. Or, I mean, I definitely, I watched season 26 a couple of weeks ago. I don't know why I was just driving home and I was like, I need Cochrane. I'm having I'm I'm having a bad day. I want to watch Cochrane. Like even like maybe watching a season and like doing like oh, like an overall like we watched this season or something. Like let's like chat about it. 
yeah a one-off episode or something like we'll definitely try to stay in touch the best we can from now until i think march 15th which mm-hmm. wait i don't know if i said this but literally <laughs> i very well may have another business trip whenever this premiere is again can we give uh, which well, that's ridiculous uh before we sign off, let's let's give our listeners our chatterboxes one final luxury item before we before we break. Sure. I have one. Okay, yeah, you go first. I recently watched season one of the new series, The Sex Lives of College Girls. I didn't say that last week, did I? You might have because I know you watched it, but I don't remember if it was on air. I think last week I said Get Back, the Beatles documentary. You might have said both, but say it again. Okay, well, it's it's Mindy Kaling's new show on HBO Max. I don't think that I said it. Um, and it's it's great. It's fantastic. Like you, you and I are both fan- No, I know I know we I know I didn't say it because we would have talked about Never Have I Ever and our love yeah, yeah. for um what's his name? Ben Gross. Ben Gross. And uh what's oh, crap, what's the other guy's name? Uh like we we for sure would have talked about that show because i know we both love it um paxton hall yoshida oh, is his pa- name okay. I knew it was like something ton but if you love never have i ever like you will love the sex lives of college girls like it has the same kind of like mix of like humor with like lightheartedness but like also like it's really captivating plus it's like you know a rated r version of never have i ever yeah um yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it i'm going to for sure m- my favorite character is uh, what? Are all the episodes out? Yes. Oh, good, good. I, that's what I was waiting for. Did it all drop at once or was it like a week by week thing? I think like a handful dropped at once. I mean, I don't know because I tuned in really late once they were oh, all wow. out. I probably started it on like a Wednesday or Thursday and finished it by Sunday. Okay. So I think, Ashley, honestly, you would probably finish it in one night. Yeah, no, I definitely plan on it. I do want to watch it. It's that kind of show that, like, you want to keep watching, and it doesn't feel heavy. It feels, like, good but still compelling. They're, they are still, like, you know, getting into, like, heavier subjects, but it's it's done with, like – I don't know. I said to uh, my friend Samita, we had, we had dinner last night. I said to her, what I love about it is I think about it, and I'm, like, college felt nothing like this but exactly like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really, like – Obviously, my college experience is very different, but there is something so familiar about it. But something like I don't want to I don't want to spoil it either for you. But like it just there's something very comforting about like it's kind of like the way that some of these women like handle themselves in these situations, like how like I wish I would have been. And like the female friendships are great. Um, Timothy Chalamet's sister Pauline is one of the main characters, and she is my favorite character. She is hilarious. Oh, well, I'm really excited to check it out. Mm-hmm. I definitely so. I am off the week between Christmas and New Year's, so like I will have some time to put in. Um, when it comes to luxury items, like I have like a very random one. I have like a couple little things. Um, caught up on Grays. I was mm-hmm. behind as usual, but what a cliffhanger! Like mm. Grays just does literally. Something. Yeah. Oh my god, literally. It just does something where I feel like it can be, you know, a couple episodes. I'm like, this is boring. But there are a couple exciting new things like Dr. Kai Bartley. Mm-hmm. Like, who I'm very attracted to. <laughs> Much. I, I, no, right? Are you? 
Yeah, they have like a real swagger and confidence. Yeah, I, they're very attractive to them. They um, were in. They were in something. Thrill. I think right? that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch that, but I was like, "Who is Er Fightmaster?" That's that's their name. Shrill is a really good show too. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, as a fat person, I was I was having trouble with Shrill for some reason, but it probably mm-hmm. just kind of like brings up you know feelings. But I understand how it's a good show. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so yeah, love Doctor Kai Bartley. Um, I love scott speedman's character i like wait ashley i read a really interesting theory about nick marsh do you want to hear it yes and i don't think i buy this but apparently like a big fan theory is that nick marsh who right now if you're not following Grey's anatomy spoiler alert is like meredith's current love interest um and people are saying that because no other character has interacted with him besides Meredith. I mean, we we see her do a surgery with him, so that theory kind of gets debunked. But, like, no characters that we know, you know what I mean? Like, Amelia, Dr. Kai, nobody has met him. People are saying that this is, like, step one of Meredith's, like, early onset Alzheimer's. Now, I have a question, though. He was... Wait, do you mean even back when he was at Grace Sloan for a surgery? I don't... I don't know. It didn't specify, but. Or, okay, perhaps maybe she just met him as a patient and then this particular interaction she's been having with him this season is is the onset of that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I kind of have, I mean, I don't know. I used to very much subscribe to the theory that, like, Meredith does get Alzheimer's and her, um, her uh, voiceovers at the start and end of each episode is like her rereading her old journals or something like to jog the memory. But I actually think where they're more so leading with just like the way that they've like built Meredith up to be like this, like God of a surgeon and the, the work she's doing this season, I feel like we're going to get a future state where Meredith finds the cure for Alzheimer's and is able to like cure herself essentially. Yeah. Or, or definitely, like, she has the opposite of the path her mother went. Not, right. like, you know, her her career is not stunted by it. Either she doesn't get it or exactly, like, something like that. I agree with you because I think the whole, like, Meredith had Alzheimer's, you know, or was she was always going to have it. Like, I think Shonda Rhimes is smarter than that. She knows it's big fan theory. So if it ends up happening at this point, like, if that theory wasn't out there, it might have gone that way. But now that it is, you know, Shonda doesn't want to do that. I also think it's very likely that Meredith will just be like written out of the show and they'll like keep pumping out garbage, but oh we'll see. Oh my god, I hope not. Um so yeah, like that like that was nice. One other little like tiny luxury item is I was not going to put any effort into Christmas or anything in my own apartment and I was just like having a low day or two and my recently retired mother came and she brought me a fiber optic like 3 foot tall Christmas tree. And a bunch of, like, decorations. Not, like, a bunch where it's excessive and it'll be annoying to clean up. But, like, she got me, like, a tablecloth that has, like, holly on it. And little Christmas trees for my table. And she brought, like, some of my own decorations from home. Like, from childhood. Like, these little singing mice that she got. Like, I don't have to turn them on and listen to them sing all the time. But they're just there. And, like, some of my decorations from home that are familiar. She brought them over and, like, completely just set them up at my apartment while I laid there on the couch. And, like, slept and, like recouped so that was just you know a nice little thing that happened so i want to give a shout out to deb 
for bringing some holiday cheer to my apartment. Mm. I love that. Yeah, that was sweet. Do you hear that? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> oh, she's eating. She gets a little testy when she eats sometimes. Oh. Well, I mean, that that's all I have for now. I mean, yeah. I'm you want to go help well, with the feeding. Yeah. Well, again, thanks everybody so much for, for going on this journey with us. Uh, we're, we're on Twitter and Instagram. And honestly, we'll probably hang out there more now that we're not like in this like live season scenario. Um, idle chatter, idle chatter. Idle Chatter Pod and Idle Chatter Podcast. Um, feel free to drop us a line. We yeah. read all of them. Really appreciate it. And with that, we'll we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. I mean, definitely before season 42. But yes. um, TBD win. But we appreciate <laughs> you. We hope that you have an excellent holiday season. Yes. We hope that you keep yourselves safe from covid if you ever need to drop us a line, we're here. We're here to chat because I know I feel like a lot of us aren't going to be going out that much this, this winter. I feel like things are really mm-hmm. escalating. But yeah, um, stay we safe. Wear a all. mask. Get vaxxed. Get boosted. Seriously, but yeah, we love you all and we appreciate you. All right, bye everyone. Bye Ashley. Bye guys.